0: of God and open to 2nd Corinthians 5, 2nd Corinthians 5, and while you're turning there I'd just like to say uh, thank you for the opportunity to come and bring the Word of God to you all. I count it a great honor to do so, and I would also like to thank you for, for praying. Uh, Pastor Kimbrough always reminds us, seminary students, that y'all are always praying, and so for that I'm very thankful. We all in seminary definitely need it. A lot of, a lot of learning and a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of learning. So, we're in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, and I'll be reading from verse 1 down to verse 10. This is the Word of God. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. And house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that, whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. For you must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. With the word of God open before us, let's all pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for giving us your word and for the light that it is to our steps. Lord, we pray that you would bless us this morning. Lord, I pray that you would keep me from error. Lord, I pray that it would be a blessing to each of our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would teach us Fill us with your Spirit, O Lord, today, and give us thy grace. Lord, we pray all of this in thy Son's holy and precious name. Amen. I think it's fair to say that there is no one in this life that does not look forward to going home. And in this passage, that's what we read of. We read of the Christian's desire to be at home with Christ. And that is the firm desire of of every believer. Some might say that home is where this person is. Home is where your, your spouse is. Home is where your children are. Home could be wherever. And for the Christian, however, home is... Is where Christ is home is is heaven. that is where the Christian desires to be, to be at the place where, where Christ is, the one who died for us and, and gave himself for, for us. As, for as verse eight of the chapter we read says, we are willing, we are willing rather to be absent from the body, and to be present with the Lord. The home we seek is nowhere to be found in this present life. While we may be partially at home and at rest in this life because of our union with Christ and the rest that being in him gives, it is still true that as long as our, as our souls are clothed in this frail form of flesh, we are never truly at home. And so we desire that we may be free from this frail body and to be at home with Christ in heaven. We desire to be at rest. As Hebrews 4 speaks of, in verses 9 and 10, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. We labor to enter into this rest and as pilgrims and, and strangers we seek a home whose builder and maker is God, as Hebrews 11 tells us. But the pathway home, however, is strewn with many trials and discouragements. Second Corinthians is largely given to a church that is dealing with persecution as many other, as many other books in the New Testament are. And... So this passage that we read of is is given to remind the reader of the home to which they go. And so I would like to take that encouragement and to remind us all of, of the home that we strive towards. And so the answer to the threats that we may come across in our life, the Threats that might discourage us from the promises that God has given, as the promise that we read read of in the beginning of this chapter. There are threats to, to our faith. We see things that might discourage us. But this passage challenges us to remember where we are going and what strength we have in And one of the themes of this passage is what the main thing that I want to focus on today, which is verse 7, which says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And so what I would like to preach on today is pilgrims going home. Pilgrims going home. And so the first thing that we see is is the promise of our home. In the beginning of this chapter, in verse 1, we read, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And so this is given as a promise that those who are in Christ have a future beyond death when the frail flesh of this body dissolves there is still something and that is what we read of here there's a few words i would like to bring out that uh, are a little confusing at uh, first blush the those three words are our house tabernacle and then uh, to be the act of being, being clothed. Uh, that's, obviously, I understand that's three words, but in Greek it's only one. But as we read it, we kind of understand that the, this verse is a little cryptic in a way. But there's a purpose to that. What he means by house, he means he, we are to understand it As the habitation of the soul. The place where the the body, the soul, is in. The habitation. And the word tabernacle tabernacle is referring to the type of habitation in which the soul is in. And so the tabernacle being referred to is is the fleshy uh, tabernacle the one that is not permanent. The word tabernacle can also be translated as hut, something that is not permanent and that is soon to be taken back up, soon not to be. And the alternate of of the tabernacle, the thing that we look forward to, is an house not made with hands. And so we can read this verse as, For we know that if our earthly body body of flesh were dissolved, we have a building of God, a body not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. One thing I would like to point out, however, is that there is a reason that it wasn't written this way. And the reason is this. The Apostle isn't just talking about a state of the soul. The scope of this text is much broader. He's also making a reference to a locality, the heavens or, or heaven. In John 14, verse 2, Christ tells his disciples that in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And so this is the promise that was first given to the disciples. And so when we read of the building of God, it is not just the state of the believer after death, but it also includes the place that Christ prepared for those who are washed in the blood that he shed on the cross, the place where Christ is and that is our eternal home. It is a place where burdens are known no longer and that mortality is swallowed up of life, a place of final rest. And this place has been promised to those who believe in Christ. As soon as we breathe our last, we will be, as verse 2 puts it, clothed upon with our house, and the burden of this flesh will be no more. We will not be in, in some limbo state, as some people try to explain it as, nor will we be in a state of purgatory, apart from Christ, where we have to endure further cleansing. After having been unclothed in the flesh, after, having, after, after death, we shall be clothed in a heavenly garment, a heavenly kind of body. And we can only remark that we do not know what we shall be But we know that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We cannot understand exactly what this verse is talking about. But we know that we will be free from the burdens of life, and we will be free from sin. And so the struggle with sin will be no more. That struggle will pass away along with the earthly house of this tabernacle. And so we earnestly desire to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. But a second thing we see from this passage is the pathway home. The pathway home for the Christian, for the pilgrim, begins with a work of the Spirit. Look down at verse 5 of of chapter 5. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. The pathway is begun by God, by a working of the Spirit in our lives. And that's the beginning, but there is the continuation as verse, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight and as we continue as we continue walking it is also continued by Christ by God for we walk by faith what it means when it says for we walk by faith not by sight it is drawing attention to the fact that it's not about our own ability that progresses us along it is not about our ability to navigate the struggles of life it is about looking to Christ in faith and, and his ability to, to lead us on. And this is an extremely comforting fact because we are only human. We are not omnipotent, but we know of one that is that knows all of our life, knows all of what we will come across, and knows all of the burdens, knows all of the happy times and, and the bad times. And we trust in that. But we do not trust as, as the atheist does, that trust to themselves only, to, to guide themselves in their life. I can remember coming across in, in Maine a, an atheist who, who asked me, why don't you all trust yourselves? Why don't you admit that what you're doing is, is of you? And I responded, because I, I, I thought, well, that's because of... Pr- if I said that, that would be all pride. Because even the atheist has to admit that... What they are, what they have, is not from themselves, even from their own worldview. It's by chance that they have every talent that they have. But for the Christian, we know that everything that we have, every talent and every gift is from the Lord. And one of the greatest gifts that we have been given is, is salvation, the, the gift of the Spirit, as verse 5 says. And that working of the Spirit in our lives shows us what God is doing in us, leading us along. We see the working of the Spirit in our lives to awaken us to the the sin that is in our lives and gives us the strength to fight against it. And so, in walking by faith, not by sight, it enables us to accomplish things by, for Christ and, and through Christ, as the the patriarchs did, as is shown in Hebrews 11, that they walked by faith and not by sight, as Abraham was, was commanded to go into a country that he knew not of, and, and God brought him through it. And also, consider... Consider Samson, even, who was commanded by God to to be a judge over all of Israel. And after the first victory that he says, he acknowledged that this was from God. It was not by strength of my own hand that I have had this victory. It is of God. And we... Understand that in our lives, that whatever God calls us to do, whatever commandments He gives and whatever promises He gives, that we can rely on those in faith because they are true and because God will be with us until the end. And so the Apostle can say, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. We are but pilgrims in a strange land, going home. This place on earth is, while we do have things that we must accomplish in our lives, while we do have commandments and missions that God gives us to fulfill, specific commandments, we, we still desire and look forward to the day when we will be with Christ, the one who loves us and, and gave himself for us. And so, out of, out of love, we labor, as verse 9 shows us, wherefore we labor that where, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. That word labor, we can kind of look at that word and think it's some kind of drudgery. But the Greek word is looking more towards an ambition, something that we're striving after and desiring to do. And we are ambitious to be accepted of Christ, to do what is acceptable to him. Before Him, because we love Him and seek to obey His commandments. But also, we have to come to the understanding, as verse 10 shows us, that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And so for those that have been washed in the blood of Christ, the, the sin in our life has been washed away. And while at the judgment seat there may be a recalling of what we have done, it will be forgiven. It will be pardoned only through the blood of Jesus Christ that washes away all of sin. And so this is the, the pilgrimage of all Christians that, of, of all Christians, the path has been begun by Christ who, who gave his spirit to us and, and has filled us with it and continues us on, gives us the strength to obey his commandments, to do what he has called us to do. So whether it is like like David who who stood before Goliath, who where if one was using only sight would have said that there is no way that David could have had victory over over Goliath. That's what walking by sight would have said. Walking by sight has a view towards our abilities and not towards what what God can do through people that walk by faith and, and trust in him to work abundantly more than what we can ask or think and so f- for each of us, we must always remember the home that we strive towards and we labor towards the we desire to receive that well-done thou good and faithful servant we we desire to be at home with Christ at that final rest and so let us all take courage in in knowing that where we strive towards. We strive not towards a defeat. We, we do not, the end goal is, is not emptiness, as the atheists would try to say. It is not some mindless wandering of unconsciousness. It is Going towards home, towards where we truly belong with Christ. And so may we all take courage in that and in knowing that God will strengthen us as as we walk by faith and not by sight. So I will close in a word of prayer. Let's all pray. Mm -hmm. Our dear Father in heaven, Lord, we acknowledge that we are weak vessels and, Lord, we are nothing in your sight. Lord, we thank you that you work through weak vessels and that you you guide us along our life and you strengthen us. Lord, we pray that you would guide us in our lives and help us to Remember where we are going. We are going to be at home with you. And we are not to be desirous of staying here. Lord, I pray that you would help each of us to count all as loss and to seek to be absent from the body and and present with the Lord. So Lord, I pray that you would bless us today, help us to love and honor you. We pray this in thy son's holy and precious name. Amen.